How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the In the Crowd podcast. My name is Tyler Vanderloo. Thanks, as always, for listening, liking, subscribing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that five-star review. Leave a comment if you can. Really do appreciate it. On today's show, we have former Sioux City East Black Raider, Arizona State Sun Devil, 2016 Olympian. She's an American record holder and a member of the Bowerman Track Club, Shelby Houlihan. Shelby and I are actually from Sioux City, Iowa. We both went to Sioux City East High School. I've known her and her family for a very long time, and I thought she is a perfect person to have on the show just because she has set just about every record in the track and field there is to set. She's done it. She's accomplished it. We touched on a lot of different things. Uh, Her time running in the 2016 Olympics, hopefully running in the 2021 Olympics coming up next year, Uh, the American record holder for the 1500. I asked her, you know, before a race, what gets you in that zone? You know, and she she says what kind of music she listens to and all sorts of stuff. So uh, again, just so awesome that we could get Shelby on and really do appreciate her time. So sit back and enjoy this podcast conversation with Shelby Houlihan. Let's go. Before we get to the interview with Shelby, I got to tell you about our good friends down at Bodega 401 in Sioux City, 4th and Pearl Street, right downtown Sioux City. Awesome atmosphere every single time you go there. Open till 2 a.m. every single night of the week. Fired up food and drinks. They got cocktails, beer, wood fire pizza, the best in the city, wings, whatever you want. Bodega's got it. Stop by Bodega and tell them your friends at the In the Crowd podcast sent you. And now, Here's the interview with 2016 Olympian Shelby Houlihan. With us today is former East High Black Raider, Arizona State Sun Devil, uh, 2016 Olympian, American record holder, a member of the Bowerman Track Club. Uh, You got a lot of titles, Shelby, but uh, (laughs) Shelby Houlihan, thanks so much for taking time and coming on uh, the show with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. How uh, how's life been out in Portland, Oregon? It's been good. I actually, I think one of the perks about this whole COVID thing is that I actually got to spend the summer in Portland. Uh, usually I'm traveling and racing. Um, so I got to actually experience a Portland summer, which was beautiful. Weather was awesome. I think the rain's probably going to start up again here soon, but definitely just taking advantage of the nice weather, the sun and uh, how green it is here. Absolutely. You know, Portland, Oregon is a place I've actually never been to before. I've, uh, you know, it's kind of on that list of, of, of cities I would like to visit here in the future. So might have to cross that one off here sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. It's a do beautiful you have an state. off season? Do you have an off season in track? I know that's kind of a weird question, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I do technically. Um, I think so. My off season is this year. It kind of started like August, September. Um so like two months, but really I only take time off for two weeks. And even in that, those two weeks, I'm running like probably every third day. So maybe total days off, I'll take like 10 days. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my off, <laughs> my, my time off. And then I start back up uh, running mileage and it, it takes about maybe like eight weeks to build up back to full mileage. But um, my technically my off season, I'd say is like about two months out of the year. I just 
can kind of eat whatever I want, take that mental break more than anything, more than the physical break, um, and just like relax and not have to like do everything right, do like our strength stuff every every like three times a week. Um, so yeah, it's just more of a mental break than anything. So when you say that that those ten days off, can can you really feel it in your body if you take you know whatever ten days off of running, and on that eleventh day you go out and try to kill it again? Are you like, holy smokes, I'm you know not quote unquote out of shape, but I you know I mean these last ten days, what have I been doing here? Yeah, so like beef, I I've kind of taken those those two weeks uh, differently every year. There's been a, it's like some years where I feel like mentally I just need to completely take the two weeks off and I'll do that and then when I get back into it I feel like a like a baby deer trying to walk for the first time or something like (laughs) it feels really awkward um but like so the last couple years I've actually just ran every third day of those two weeks and it kind of makes the transition back a little easier and it doesn't feel like I'm super out of shape or it's super awkward so that's kind of been the way I've done it that's what I did this this last uh fall is every third day and it it made it a lot easier so when you say every third day how much are you running on that third day yeah nothing crazy like maybe like 30 minutes 30 to 40 minutes and in, and in something like that obviously you're not trying to set prs in this whole deal. no so how, much, so how much ground are you covering in 30 minutes um let's see I'll, I'll probably run like 7 to 7 30 pace um and that's it gonna be like probably four or five miles if I'm running like 40 minutes, like anywhere from four to six miles, I, I guess, which probably yeah. sounds like a lot but compared to what I normally do. It's not that much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you have a favorite track uh, to run on? I mean, obviously you ran all over the world. Uh, you know, obviously you were, uh, I guess in, in the track world, you're probably blessed that you're from the state of Iowa because, you know, outside of uh, Drake stadium in Des Moines, there's really not that many, uh, you know, what big time tracks in the country, I would say, uh, yeah. so you've, you've ran on that blue oval, uh, you know, a lot of times, but what is your favorite track to run on? Honestly, I am biased and I want, I would probably say Drake is my favorite. Um, just because, you know, that's like almost, it feels almost like a home track when I go back for like USA or something. It's just like, I feel like I have the Iowa crowd behind me. So the atmosphere there is really awesome. Um, I'd say like, Eugene, the track there is like, that's a pretty cool atmosphere as well. Everyone loves track and they're, um, now that I'm kind of living in Portland, I feel like I kind of have an Oregon base around me now too. Um, so that one's also, and plus they just redid that stadium and I haven't run on it yet, but it looks really, really cool. Um, if you haven't seen pictures or anything, you should check it out because it's they just redid it. It looks awesome. Um, looking forward to running on that, especially hopefully next year everything goes well and we have the Olympic trials um, that it'll be in that stadium, which would be awesome. But I'd say to round out those um, picks, I one of my favorite international tracks I think is London. That, that was like a huge stadium. It also was a blue track. So I love the blue tracks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the stadium was packed. Everyone's really loving like watching track and it was just a cool atmosphere. Uh, I mean, obviously you've ran in the Olympics, but besides the Olympics in Rio, uh, kind of go back to that atmosphere when, you know, now you've ran, I mean, NCAA championships, high school championships, world championships. What's the best atmosphere that you've ran in where the crowds, you know, just either behind your back or cheering for somebody else where the crowd's kind of rocking a little bit and you're, you know, you're feeling it going like, this is pretty damn cool. 
Yeah, I I mean, that's going to go back to Drake Stadium, I think. Like, I feel like that crowd there is more, like, rooting for me and, and supporting me than anywhere else. Um, so I'd probably – and whether that's USA's or, like, Drake Relay's, whatever that is. Even I have, like, so many good memories from high school, like the state meet, ha- like, running there. Um, so I'd say Drake is is my favorite atmosphere by far. When did uh, when did running become easy for you? And I know you come from a uh, you know heavy running uh, family background and whatnot, but like when did running become easy? When did you know like, hey, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. That's kind of funny. Like I started running when I was five, and I was just in like mom. My mom was putting me in one mile cross country races. She was a marathon runner. She ran professionally for ASICs. So I kind of just grew up around the sport. In addition to that, my older sister ran the steeplechase professionally for Brooks. And um, so, yeah, it definitely was in the family and I grew up around the sport. And I think just being around it and watching people that I love, like just kind of, especially my mom, really, she's really passionate about running. Watching her love the sport kind of taught me how, how to love it as well. Um, so I think from an early age, probably when I was five, I just kind of knew like, this is what I wanted to do with my life. I, I felt like that was my path and like, I wanted to run professionally. I wanted to go to the Olympics and, you know, set records. Um, and I didn't really know what that path looked like, but I just kind of was like, this is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen one way or another. Um, and so that's kind of been my journey (laughs) since I was five years old um just getting to this point and it's really cool actually to look back on now and see how far I've come and the things that I've been able to accomplish but also like the failures along the way that have helped me get here um yeah it's been it's been quite the journey well it hasn't been that long ago you were running up and down Lakeport Street over here on the morning side uh side of Sioux City and hell now you got a street named after you over here yeah which is is, you know pretty pretty cool what what's your favorite race to run out of all of them that, that you compete in, you know, what, what is the one that you were just jacked up to run? Um, like event. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say the 1500 is, is definitely my favorite. It's like, it's, it's fast, but like, it's still tactical. You can't really make a lot of mistakes and I don't know. There's just something about it. That's just, it's really exciting. I really like that race. The 5k I'm still trying to, you know, it's slower. You can, there you have more time to think about the moves you're making. And uh, I still don't feel like I have a good handle on that one um, tactic wise, but yeah, in the 800, I mean, I, I will always love the 800. It's just basically an all out sprint for two laps. Um, but I think the 15, there's just so many more dynamic like tactics in, in that race. And it's, it's something, it's definitely one of my favorite events. Yeah, for sure. Before a race or like on race day or I guess game day, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, what gets you in the zone? Are you listening to tunes, uh, you know, when you're getting ready? Because, uh, you know, in that race and you have one of the best kicks of anybody, I don't care who you are, <laughs> you know, you have that uh, Kobe Bryant killer instinct in you. So what what gets you in the zone? I mean, obviously adrenaline's going right, but, you know, are you listening to any music? I mean, like, what's hyping you up? Yeah, it, it kind of depends on what I need that day, honestly. Um, usually, I'd say typically, I I don't think about the race at all until 
it's like an hour before we're leaving for the hotel and I'm kind of getting ready, putting my uniform on. Um, and yeah, I'll be listening to music. Uh, and the music kind of depends on my mood. Uh, it can be anywhere from like 70s and 80s hits to like rap, like whatever it is. Uh, usually I try to go for something that makes me want to dance, puts me in a good mood. Um, and yeah, I, I'd say like anytime I'm like having fun and like also in an almost grateful mindset of like, I'm just really excited to race today. Like really thankful for this opportunity to do something that I love. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of the mindset that I want to put myself in. And then once it's like more, you know, warming up for the race, that hour out, uh, I definitely, I'm thinking about the race. I'm like in my head thinking like positive affirmation thoughts, um, of like, you know, like I'm going to win this, like, um, I'm good enough. I'm stronger than these women. Like just kind of like t- basically hyping myself up in my head. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> you know? Well, that um, was, that was what I was going to say after that. I mean, imagine the other girls in a race going like, Oh God, I got to run against her. And, and <laughs> she is going to blow me out of the water here. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the funny thing is I never actually look at the start list before. Like, I don't usually know who is going to be on the line with me. Um, to an extent at times. And that's kind of my way of drowning out the, the noise, I guess. Uh, I, I can only focus on what I do, what I've done to prepare, how fit I am. I can't control what anyone else is doing or, you know, the things they're going through um, or how fit they are. So I kind of think it's better to just focus on myself, do what I do best and like just try to focus on going out there and, and running the best I can, the best race I can. And hopefully that equates to a win. That's interesting to me because I was going to ask you, do you watch film or have like a scouting report um, on opponents or hell, even yourself? Because, you know, I mean, if you're a, if you're a football or basketball or whatever sport you're, you're in and you know, you're playing against that team next, I mean, odds are you're scouting that team and you got a scouting report. So, you know, the guy who you're guarding or, or, or the defense, what they're going to do. Right. So yeah. does that happen in track? See, yeah, I was actually just having a conversation about this with someone, but it doesn't really like I don't look back and watch races. I know some people do. I don't really do that 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 often. And I think it's something that I kind of want to start incorporating into into you know my life. Uh, I definitely feel like some of those the the other the other thing is like I don't want to compare myself to anyone else. Like I don't want to like watch other people winning their races and like make it think that I maybe am not good enough or I can't do that. Um, so I don't know, maybe I need to like, I, maybe I need to watch like men's races or something. So I don't have that comparison factor, but I definitely think that could be a way for me, especially since our group doesn't race a ton, um, just to, you know, kind of research better tactics for myself and not maybe necessarily focus on my competitors, but just trying to make myself better. So that's something that I've talked about and I might try to like start watching some races, but I've never really been one to, to watch. I just like, I want to get in there and I want to do it myself and I want to learn from my mistakes. Um, but yeah, so that's maybe something that I'll, I'll start doing. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I said, that's so interesting to me that, you know, I, 
maybe in track, I don't know if you would, you know, watch yourself or, you know, your opponent or vice versa or both, whatever. I, again, I find that pretty fascinating, but yeah. how about, uh, you're the American record holder for the 1500, uh, a time of 354. Uh, this is the ultimate, want the good news and the bad news. <laughs> yeah, you, bittersweet. Right? So the good news is, well, great news. You're the American record holder for the 1500. The bad news is, and again, I'm not, I'm not dogging anybody. I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know. You didn't, you didn't place in that race. Like think of the emotions you had to be going through at yep. that time. Yeah, no, that was, that was a hard race. I definitely walked away feeling like a very bittersweet, um, just bittersweet feelings. I, I went into that race, honestly, more confident in myself than I had ever gone into a championship race. I just like, I was like, I'm going to go for the win. And if I don't win, there's no way I don't get top three. Like, I'm just going to give myself a chance. I'm going to put myself in there. Um, and that's really what I did. And I I ran the best that I could. I felt like I was in 354 shape. I ran 354. I set an American record. I did everything I could. And it wasn't good enough to place top three, which in any other championship, like, if you look back years prior, like that would have, that would have won most of the races. You would have shattered it. Yeah. So it's you just, would have killed it. it's crazy how fast that race was. It, and I mean, that's just like a historic race that it ended up being a 351 race, which I didn't even think like that was going to be possible. Cause I'm like, if I'm in 354 shape, there's not a lot of people that can beat me. Um, so yeah, I went into that race way more confident than I had ever been like I said, going into a championship race, um, just really believing that I was going to walk away with a medal. Uh, So having to do that, having to walk away without one was definitely really hard. I was grateful that I was able to get the record because that was on kind of my my things that I wanted to do, one of my my goals. Um, But I think like looking at it, like I definitely would have rather walked away with a medal than the American record. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it. I think things happen for a reason and I I learned a lot from that race. I think there was a lot of good steps that I, you know, I having had that confidence in myself, that was a good step for me just to like go into a championship race with that confidence. And that's something that I can bring into the Olympics next year. Um, So I think there's a lot of good takeaways from that experience and I'm just going to try to use them to make myself better and, you know, hopefully get a medal next year. Well, that's a great segue uh, into the Olympic conversation because uh, 2016 Olympics in Rio, uh, obviously you competed. I want to know the behind the scenes of the Olympics. So the Olympic Village, uh, for those that aren't listening, uh, that's kind of like where you stay at, right? I mean, everything's kind of in there. Yeah, I'm going to disappoint you here for like about this because our team actually didn't stay in the Olympic Village. We opted to stay at a hotel away from kind of all of that, that noise. Um, we wanted to really okay. just buckle down and focus on, you know, we were there to do a job um, and sure. we didn't want to get distracted by, you know, other athletes or just like the hype of the Olympic village. We didn't want to make it more than, you know, I, I think sometimes you can go to the Olympics and be like, Oh crap, I'm at the Olympics. And like, just it, you make it more than what it is at the end of the day, it's still just another race. And we've raced so many times. Um, so I think kind of staying out of the Olympic Village, I never actually saw it, unfortunately. I really wish I would have. Um, but yeah, that was kind of geared towards trying to to perform at our best and not really make it more than it was. That's, uh, 
I'm actually amazed by that. I wonder how many other uh, athletes or teams opt not to stay in, you know? Yeah, there's I, a handful for sure that I know of. I, I think most people stayed at the village, but yeah, we, we happen to be one of those that did not. <laughs> how was the opening ceremonies? <laughs> Again, I'm going to disappoint. <laughs> I did. I know. I, my Olympic, ex- Olympic experience wasn't like, it was great, uh, obviously, but I didn't get to experience a lot of it, unfortunately. Hopefully I will have an opportunity to again. Um, but yeah, I did. I raced towards the end of the Olympic schedule, uh, like the last few days. And so I didn't really show up until I needed to, which happened to be after the opening ceremonies. And then all of my friends, like all of my teammates had left after their races. So I didn't even stay for the closing ceremonies because I didn't want to go by myself. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, I mean, I didn't have much. It was honestly an experience just like any other race for the most part. So I was going to ask you, did you go to any other sports? Did you see LeBron James? Did you see Michael I Phelps? I didn't meet all those anyone up? cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't really see any other athletes outside of my teammates because, I mean, the cool part about that was that I, in addition to me making the Olympic team, like almost all of my teammates did as well. So it was kind of like cool to go with your friends. Um, so I mostly just hung out with my teammates, didn't meet anyone cool. Um yeah, I don't have like we just mostly went to this cafe in a park next to our our hotel every day, and the practice track was not too far away. So that was basically all I saw in Rio. I think my parents, like eight of my family members, came and watched, and they did a bunch of cool stuff. They were like shutting down the bars every night, and like you know, like going and seeing the Rio de Janeiro statue, like the whatever Christ Redeemer statue, and they were doing all the yeah. cool stuff. And I'm just like all right, guys, I'll, like, get dinner with you one night, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here at the Holiday Inn, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, like, here. wasting yeah. time over here. <laughs> I didn't get to, like, see any other sports, especially – I think if I would have raced earlier in the schedule, I could have stayed extra days and, like, done all those things. But since I was one of the last events, I really had to just, you know, just sit and wait. Um, And I kind of missed everything because of that. But now that I'm racing the 15, it's more of the beginning of the schedule. So maybe I'll have some, there you go. some time to go do some other things. So when you qualify for the Olympics, what comes after that? And what I mean is, uh, obviously, somebody within the United States Olympic Committee, they get in touch with you and they say, like, uh, hey, you're set to fly out on this day. Your stuff's going to be here, here. I mean, like, how does it all work then? Yeah, so you have to go to the Olympic trials, place top three, and from there you make the Olympic team. Um, usually you have to have the, the standard as well, which is like a set. You have to run a certain time in order to, to make the team. You have to be fast enough, to basically. Um, and then from there, it's kind of a process depending on the year for, for Rio. Um, I think there was like a camp, everyone kind of had to fly to Houston and pick up all their gear. Um, I ended up not doing that because I, my coach luckily has a lot of pull with what we, what is best for our group and what we need to do. Um, so I ended up um, not doing that. I got my stuff shipped to Rio. So it was there waiting for me, which kind of sucked. Cause then I had to travel back with like three suitcases. Um, and yeah, I, we kind of just told them like, Hey, this is when we would like to fly in. I know we're going to miss a lot of the ceremonies and all that stuff, but this is what's best for us. Um, and they were really accommodating to that and kind of let us do our own thing. Stay, stay at a hotel off close to the practice track. And, yeah, they were 
yeah, like I said, they were super accommodating to what we felt we needed to do to perform at our best. Well, that's awesome. And I know that 2021 uh, Olympics for next summer, which is obviously supposed to be this summer, got pushed back due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're obviously all going to be rooting for you. And uh, we know you'll do great. Real quick, I, I got to tell you my favorite <laughs> uh, Shelby Houlihan story. Yep, let's hear it. Um, <laughs> and I think you know what I'm going to say. But uh, when I was a senior in high school, uh, you were a freshman. And we were playing Sioux City Healing, I believe, in basketball. And you had messaged me either earlier that day or the the day before and said, hey, can I please wear your basketball jersey uh, to the game tomorrow? And I, you know, you know, absolutely. I think you came to my locker and picked it Mm -hmm. up after the game. We we won the game and I was over at my buddy's house after the game. And you sent me a message and said, hey, you know, thanks for letting me wear your jersey. Uh, Nice win tonight. I thought that you played great. And I read that and I was like, I thought you were messing with me. And I'm going like, wait a minute, she's a freshman girl messing with the senior boy. Like, what is this? And the kicker was, Shelby, I didn't even get in the game. So (laughs) I don't know how I could have played well. I didn't even get in the game. But I was so excited to wear someone's jersey that didn't even watch (laughs) to see if you had played. That's so embarrassing. I still, uh, you know, like I said, I don't even know what I did yesterday, but uh, I'll I'll never forget that story. I think that thing is so funny. That's a great story. uh, That's really funny. I can't believe I did that. Like, come on, like, just pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it's all right i love it though. well thank you so much again uh for taking time you're doing awesome things hell you even have a blue check mark on your Instagram. i do you're yeah. so big time now so well uh again take it easy tell everybody i said hi and um you know we'd love to have you on after you medal oh next that'd year be awesome i would love to be on yeah thank you for having me it was, a, it was awesome talking to you Thanks so much, Shelby, for coming on this week's episode. Some great stories about her track career, uh, American record holder, competed in the Olympics. We're going to be cheering for her real hard on the 2021 Olympics. So thanks so much. Also, reminder, friends, head on down to Bodega 401 in Sioux City this weekend. What a perfect spot to mingle around with your buddies. Have a good time. Tell them we sent you. Thanks a lot.